Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Hi friends, this is Andy. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about a new Wall Street Journal poll that is probably going to disturb Florida Governor Ron DeSantis just a little bit. And Donald Trump's attorneys are playing the delay game, and this time it involves the Georgia case. If you're interested in hearing about these things, stay tuned. It's coming up. Episode 133, Wall Street Journal Poll, Most Americans Against Anti-Woke Agenda. So if I asked you to name the one person in the United States right now that is exerting their authority, perhaps overreaching their authority, actually to the point where it seems like they are really more of an authoritarian than someone who is elected to represent the people in a democratic republic. If I asked you to just name one person, who would that be? Ron DeSantis? Yes, everybody's correct. Congratulations. You're right. Ron DeSantis, the woke, actually I should call him the anti-woke governor of Florida, because Ron DeSantis famously said that Florida is where woke goes to die. Why do Republicans think being woke is a bad thing? So... Well, let's see. I've seen them accuse people of being woke when uh, there's a bank failure. How in the heck could being woke cause a bank to fail? Well, they said it was because of the woke policies of the bank, the Silicon Valley Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, whichever way you pronounce it. And... What seems to be responsible is the fact that the Republicans, under Donald Trump's time in office, voted to roll back some of the regulations that had been put in place after the Great Recession of 2008, you know, when all of the banks kind (laughs) of broke the law and crashed the economy. Remember that? So Dodd-Frank went into place to kind of, you know control the banks a little bit, regulate them a little bit, provide a little more oversight, some checks. One of those things was a stress test. Well, the Republicans, in response to their bank lobbyists who were funneling money into their accounts, felt like, you know, a stress test on some of these banks just really isn't necessary. So they got rid of it, and they bragged 
about how happy they were about getting rid of some of these burdensome regulations on the banks. Just like they bragged about getting rid of some of these burdensome regulations on the railroad industry. East Palestine, Palestine, Ohio, anyone? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's not really a woke policy, is it? Because woke to me is being alert and aware and doing things, uh, perhaps uh, anticipating things that could happen that would hurt people and making sure that there's legislation put in place to protect people as much as possible. You know, aware, awake. Well, you can't be awake unless you're woke because you have to you have to be woke up basically. Anyway, Florida, the sunshine state, depends so much on tourism. Their wonderful Republican governor Ron DeSantis is the anti-woke governor. Florida is where woke goes to die. So this might surprise him as he's gearing up possibly for a 2024 presidential campaign. A new poll from Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal, you know, Rupert Murdoch, Fox News, and not really a bastion of uh, wokeness, let's just say. Um, This new Wall Street Journal poll has a lot of bad news in it for Ron DeSantis. Um, (laughs) He has this freedom thing going in Florida right now. And it seems that uh, according to this poll, things like uh, patriotism, religious faith, having children, and other priorities that used to help define the national character for generations are receding in importance to Americans. And that was a quote from the Wall Street Journal. And things like patriotism, religion, having children, and community involvement uh, has dropped dramatically in its perceived in their perceived importance to the American people. Wow. So let me get that right. Patriotism is not as important. Neither is religion. Neither is having children. And community involvement. Wow. None of those things are as important today as they used to be in America. Hmm. Well... I wonder, is there anything today that is more important than it used to be? Oh, yeah. Money. Money is more important. (laughs) Money is also the only issue on which Democrats and Republicans both agree. That's how far apart the two parties are. Money's the only thing that they can agree on today. But the real concern for Republicans, especially Republicans like Ron DeSantis, 
is the uh, fact that these uh, issues that used to be of importance to Americans, these culture issues, um, yeah, not looking good for Republicans. The gap between Democrats and Republicans is, of course, huge. And uh, DeSantis has a little bit of a problem here because if he's going to run for the presidency, he's got a couple of things that he has to consider. Number one, he's going to have his group of enthusiasts who share his anti-woke glee. But that doesn't include everyone in the Republican Party. Okay, now keep in mind, Republicans, registered Republicans, people who identify as Republicans are about 29% of the registered voters. Okay. And out of that, you've kind of got a split. And it's almost looking like it might be a three-way split. You've got the Trumpers, which are extreme right-wingers, probably are not going to be supportive of anybody but Trump. And they are more than likely somewhere around 25 to 30% of that 29% of Republicans. Okay, so about a third of the Republican Party and even less of American voters, okay? Then you're going to have the Republicans who are kind of like the old school Republicans who are growing very dismayed at the fact that their party seems to be just insane in a lot of cases because they don't like the Trump stuff. They've, they've had enough of Trump. They had four years of him. They don't like that. He has gotten away from so many of the things that used to be core Republican Party principles. Things like, uh, well, fiscal conservancy. When you consider that fully 25% of the total debt that our nation has accrued since the time it became a new state, a new nation, was occur had occurred during the four years that Trump was in office, he ran up almost $8 trillion in debt, in deficits, deficit spending, debt. And remember that thing that the Republicans used to talk about is, you know, we don't want to pass this on to our kids and our grandkids. Well, that's exactly what Trump did. And those Republicans that are fiscally conservative are very unhappy with that. They don't like that at all. So that's a problem. And there's lots of other things like uh, smaller government, so much for smaller government when you've got uh, teenage girls who are going to have to report their menstrual cycles to their schools because, you know, if they skip more than a, one or two menstrual cycles, then they might be pregnant, right? Yeah, that's not too much of an interference into your private life, is it? <laughs> Not at all. Anyway, those are just two examples, but there are many more. So they're not going to be, they're not Trumpers. And then you've got the anti-woke movement, which is Ron DeSantis. They kind of are 
closer to the Trumpers. But these other Republicans, the kind of the old school Republicans, they don't want the party going into people's bedrooms. And that's what DeSantis is doing. He's going into the bedrooms. He's going into their corporate boardrooms, going into their schools. So they don't like that. So you've got the anti-woke DeSantis folks. You've got the Trumpers, and then you've got kind of the old school Republicans, which doesn't look good for winning elections, you know? So anyway, but yeah, if DeSantis decides he's going to run for president, he's going to have to deal with conservative voters and, of course, independent voters who aren't exactly uh, happy with his anti-woke agenda. And, of course, the Democrats are not accepting of that at all because the Democrats view being woke as an asset. It's a positive thing. And I should point out that polling shows the majority of the American people, Republicans, independents, and Democrats alike, all view the term woke as a positive thing. So when you hear Republicans talk about this woke agenda, they're only addressing that toward a minority of people, and it's a minority of the conservatives. So that's not a really strong place to be when you want to run for a national office, right? Anyway, um, one of the questions in the poll was, which of these concerns you more about schools today? 61% of the people chose some schools may ban books and censor topics that are educationally important. And only 36% opted for the some schools may teach books and topics that some students or their parents feel are inappropriate or offensive. So did you catch that? Most of the people polled, and this is a Wall Street journal poll, 61% are more concerned that schools are going to ban books and censor topics that are educationally important. And Ron DeSantis and the Republicans and the anti-woke folks are saying that parents ought to have more control over what type of an education their kids receive when they're in school. Okay. I, you know, I agree with that. I mean, I think parents ought to be involved with their kids' education. But Ron DeSantis is wanting to basically obliterate black history. He doesn't want students in Florida to learn about slavery and how horrible black people were treated earlier in American history. Some would argue that (laughs) things haven't improved a whole lot for black people since then. And in some cases, I kind of agree with that. You see a lot of uh, black people having problems with law enforcement. 
and in many cases it seems like it might be unwarranted so my question to ron desantis governor of florida and his anti-woke republicans is how about black parents do you not think that black parents ought to have a say in the education that their kids get while they're in school because i think they should and don't you think black parents might be interested in making sure that their kids are taught about black history and slavery? Yeah, I kind of think so. So Ron DeSantis and anti-woke Republicans, why is it that only white parents, or maybe I should say non-black parents, have a right to be interested and have a say in what their kids are taught in school. Can you explain that to me, please? Because this really seems racist to me. Really, truly does. Okay, uh, and I'm not gonna hold my breath waiting for a respectful answer to that because uh, I think you guys just got called out. Anyway, going on, um, more than half of the country, total of 56%, say they have some or a great deal of confidence in public schools. Whoa, 56% is a majority. One third, just 33% said they have very little or none. Okay. Well, you know what uh, I would say to that is um, I think taxpayer dollars ought to be spent on public schools, public education, and I think that students uh, ought to have every thing that they possibly could have that would help them learn. I think we need to have good teachers, which I think a lot of them are, but I think they need to be paid well so that they don't have to go out and moonlight and have another job in order to make ends meet, and then they go to school tired the next day. I think they ought to have class sizes that are adequate so that teachers can spend individual time with all of their students and not have to deal with these huge classes. They ought to have all of the supplies that they need without having to dig into their personal money to supply things to their students. And uh, I think we need to pay them well and, and make sure that they have good benefits. That's what I think. And if parents want to send their kids to a private school or a religious school, they pay for it. 100%. Taxpayers should not have to pay for that. That's just another one of those things where the rich people are controlling the politicians because we have a corrupt Supreme Court back in, well, we have one now and we had one back in the 70s with Republicans that decided, yeah, money's free speech. Something else we need to get rid of, by the way. So, um, hearing all of this ought to be um, of concern to Ron DeSantis, I would think. Because here's another little question that said, uh, do you favor, oppose, or neither favor nor oppose states giving parents tax-funded vouchers they can use to help pay for tuition 
for their children to attend private or religious schools of their choice instead of public schools. 37% oppose the vouchers and 34% support them. I'm going to guess that 34% are probably the parents that are sending their kids to private schools. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's quite a bit of stuff in this poll um, that uh, should be very frightening to Republicans going forward. Um, 47% of the country identify themselves as moderate. That would mean, you know, they're not extremely liberal, nor are they extremely conservative. They're kind of more in the middle. And, uh, the, one of the things that, um, the Republicans are going to have to deal with is some of the things that they have actually spent the most time on recently are some of the very things that the majority of Americans are giving less importance to. So are they going to regroup and all of a sudden come up with new issues, new culture wars, or are they going to drop culture wars completely? And then what are they going to focus on? Seems kind of like a problem. I mean, I, seriously, um, <laughs> uh, book banning in schools is viewed as less acceptable than having offensive, possible offensive content. Gosh, maybe parents kind of feel like their kids need to be exposed to some of this stuff so they can make up their own minds, so they can be individuals, free thinkers, maybe a little bit. Free thinkers, that sounds a little bit too liberal, though, probably, doesn't it? Probably. Um, 47, or I'm sorry, 48% in the poll have said that society has not gone far enough in promoting equality between men and women. And boy, I agree with that. It's time that we stop treating women as second-rate citizens. We should allow them to make all of their health choices on their own without interference from government. Health choices should be between a woman and her doctor, and a man and his doctor, as far as that goes, without any government intrusion. And as far as I'm concerned, it should be without that third-party middleman, middle person, middle entity that stands right there between doctors and their patients, determining what kind of health care people actually get based on the profits of a corporation. We need to get rid of that. That's bad. It's bad for everyone. Um, Also, the majority of the American people say that uh, society in general has not gone far enough in accepting people who are gay, lesbian, or bisexual. That's 37%. And businesses taking steps to promote racial and ethnic diversity. It's 39%. So basically, if you're going to open up a business that depends on the public, you need to serve the public, and that includes all of them, and not just the people that fit your whatever beliefs. Um, 
So two-thirds of the country also responded uh, that society has either not gone far enough or has been about right on schools and universities taking steps to promote racial and ethnic diversity. Ooh, whoa. Well, that's not good for DeSantis, Mr. Anti-Woke, Mr. Where-Woke Goes to Die, where we're going to make lots of changes. There's a new sheriff in town wearing white go-go boots. Wow. So, uh, yeah. And uh, just three in ten Americans, 30%, say that society has gone too far to promote racial and ethnic diversity in schools and universities. So, gosh, you know, this is not good for Republicans. Maybe... Maybe, just possibly, do you think that this is backfiring on the Republicans a little bit, all of this hatred? It's occurred to me that when I read posts from Republicans, when I see them appearing on TV shows and on social media and the things that they uh, write, whether it's an opinion piece for a magazine or a newspaper or whatever, seems like the Republican Party is going to a very, very dark, dark place that Americans don't like. Now, there's going to be certain numbers that are going to just kind of go along, um, you know, just because there's always going to be people that are going to go along with anything. But a lot of people don't like that dark place. And when it comes to women being second-class citizens, obviously most Americans don't agree with that. Most Americans think that women should have 100% equality with men. I'm one of them, by the way. I believe that women deserve to be treated better. But it would seem that the Republicans are attacking women. This, This whole thing with abortion is directed at punishing women. There's no punishment for the men that impregnate these women. Do the Republicans want to take America back to a day when it was great again? Is that what they're really trying to do? When was America great? Are we going to go back to, what, 1972? That was when women couldn't have a credit card unless their husband signed for it and approved it. I mean, is that far enough or do we need to go back earlier, like when women couldn't vote? Is that what we want to do? We want to take voting away from women? When was America great for everybody? Um. You go back too far and you kind of get into that period where we had slavery and that wasn't good for black people. There have been times when uh, things weren't so hot for the Native Americans, the indigenous people who were here (laughs) before the white people came in. So when exactly was this great period for America? When everybody had equality, we the people, equal protection under the law, 
you know? That means everybody has to be treated exactly the same. Separation of church and state. Oh, well, I know some don't agree with that. Some people think that the Bible ought to rule the country, but unfortunately, no. Not the way it's supposed to work. So, I think most people would prefer to have a positive outlook and move forward. We've got a lot of things facing us right now with climate change. We've got new viruses that are coming along that are going to change the way people live their lives. I think that the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, has changed society too. I don't think people fully realize that yet, but I think it has. I truly do. I think it's changed the way people interact with one another. And I think that's only going to become more apparent as years go on. So what do you think? Do you think Ron DeSantis and his anti-woke agenda is headed for a rough ride ahead? I know that there are a lot of people in Florida that are very, very, very unhappy with the things that Ron DeSantis is doing. And a lot of the folks in Florida who are gay or have children who are gay or trans are like looking to leave the state. And gosh, they've got a lot of trouble with um, homeowners insurance. The quality of drinking water in the state is a problem. They've got all of that nasty stuff heading toward the coasts in the oceans. Tourism is probably going to be impacted by some of these anti-woke policies. Although I did see that Disney's going to have a big gay, um, like a conference uh, at Disney World. Aha, take that, Ron. But uh, what do you think? Do you think that that's going to be a problem for Ron DeSantis? And do you think people that support Trump are going to support DeSantis if he turns out to be the nominee? And what about DeSantis's supporters if it turns out that Trump's the nominee? Of course, I don't know. How many people are going to vote for somebody that's been indicted for crimes? Because I got to think by the time the 2024 election rolls around, there's going to be a lot of indictments against Donald Trump. So... A lot of this stuff may actually be, what, null and void, huh? Tell me what you think. Post on uh, Twitter. At Federal Andy is where I am located on Twitter. Or you can respond to this uh, podcast. I think you're able to leave a message for me. While it appears that some courts have caught on to Donald Trump's delay, delay, delay belief that he can avoid a lot of issues, legal issues, that is, by throwing a lot of garbage at the court for them to go through and decipher and realize it's all garbage. But Apparently, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney, who is the judge 
that is looking into the allegation that Donald Trump attempted to interfere with the 2020 Georgia election has now decided that prosecutors need to reply to a Trump challenge. And this is, as of this morning, this is Monday and uh, March 27th. And uh, the judge, Judge McBurney, ordered the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, that's Fonnie Willis, to respond to a motion by former President Donald Trump to throw out a report by a special grand jury that investigated Donald Trump's attempts to interfere in that 2020 presidential election in Georgia. And this motion by Trump is asking the court to toss out all of the testimony from the inquiry and to bar Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis from continuing to investigate or prosecute Trump. Oh, how brazen can you get? Do they not realize that that recording of Trump basically telling them to, you know, telling the election officials in Georgia to interfere in the election and come up with 11,000 some odd votes? That sure seems criminal to me. Anyway, <laughs> okay, maybe not. Anyway, uh, Judge McBurney has ordered Willis to respond by May 1st. So, just a little over a month. And uh, she needs to advise him whether or not an in-person hearing is needed to resolve any issues. And uh, someone in Willis's office said that her office would reply through court filings. And make no mistake about this. This filing by Trump is an attempt on his part to evade responsibility for, uh, well, for one of the multiple legal challenges that he's facing. So this has nothing to do with the New York um, inquiry into the hush money payments um, or any of the other things. You know, he's uh, accused of raping a woman. Uh, this has nothing to do with the Department of Justice's investigation. So not to mention, you know, the Department of Justice is not only looking into Trump's involvement in the January 6th failed coup, but they're also looking into his possession of hundreds of classified documents that he concealed and lied about that he had possession of. So anyway, um, it looks like he may have got a one-month delay in Georgia. Um, Willis is the uh, Fulton County person who is in charge of investigating this because Fulton County is um, where everything happened. Um, 
she has been looking into this for a long time, um, back into early 2021, I believe. And of course, this is the the phone call that uh, was in January of 2021 between Trump and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. And that is when Donald Trump, who was the president of the United States at the time and had just lost the 2020 election, asked Raffensperger if he could find 11,000 whatever votes, which would be the exact number that would be needed to overturn um, Trump's election loss in the state of Georgia. I don't know. It's on tape. We've heard it. So I don't know what kind of a question they could possibly have. So we'll see what happens. I will tell you a little bit about this judge. His name is Robert C. McBurney. That's M-C, capital B-U-R-N-E-Y. And he is uh, a judge uh, in Georgia's 5th Superior Court District in the Atlanta Circuit. And his uh, current term will end on December 31st, 2026. McBurney ran for re-election for judge uh, of the Georgia 5th Superior Court District, Atlanta Circuit. Um, And he won the general election on May 24th of 2022. He was appointed to the court by Republican Governor Nathan Deal in February of 2012. McBurney received his undergraduate degree from Harvard College and his JD from Harvard Law School. Prior to joining the court, McBurney was senior counsel for the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Georgia. So there you go. Um, So we'll see how this turns out. Hopefully, Bonnie Willis will respond to this quickly. And I would assume that this probably will eliminate the possibility of her filing any indictments against Donald Trump, at least until this part of the um, issue has been decided. So (laughs) just more delay tactics. And uh, I hope that Judge McBurney decides to handle this responsibly and uh, realize that this is typical for Donald Trump and that he will just continue to do everything he possibly can to delay things. I don't know what, on what basis he is asking the court to throw out all of the testimony. I mean, this is a lot of work. And when you see the special grand jury and they create a report, he wants the whole report thrown out. Come on, get real. You know, somebody needs to hold Donald Trump responsible for his actions. Somebody, because I think America is really getting impatient at this point. And you can sign me up as one of the exhausted majority who is fed up with all of the crap with Trump and all of the insane fantasy conspiracy theories from the folks on the right, the fact that most of them seem to be completely checked out of reality, or they're just so corrupt they 
have no qualms about lying, cheating, stealing, or anything else. Take your pick. Once again, we have had a shooting at a school here in the United States. This time it was at a Nashville private school known as the Covenant Presbyterian Church, the Covenant School. And the most recent information is three students and three adult staff members from the Covenant School have been fatally shot. And the active shooter was identified as a 28-year-old Nashville woman who apparently, they believe, may have attended this school at some point in the past. And, you know, what the heck, America? Seriously, what the heck? These school shootings are... Why are we tolerating this? I see that President Biden has called on Congress to pass an assault weapons ban following the shooting in Nashville. And... (laughs) You know... To, it just it just goes to show that the Republican Party is to blame for this because consistently the Democrats have attempted to write legislation and pass bills that would offer some hope that we could cut down on some of these mass shootings and some of these murders that occur and it's always blocked by republicans because that second amendment right in the bill of rights that second amendment right singularly solely outweighs all of the other rights that we have in this country Above and beyond everything is the right to bear arms. And if you do your research, you will see that the National Rifle Association, the NRA, spends a lot of money on lobbyists. Gun manufacturers spend a lot of money on lobbyists lobbying members of Congress. When are we going to put a stop to this? When is that going to stop? We have Republicans telling us how they must take steps to protect children. So they choose, number one, They're going to do everything they can to prevent women from having access to legal abortions. And in some states, doesn't matter if you were raped, doesn't matter if it's incest, doesn't matter. 
no abortion. If you have a partial miscarriage, nope. If there's a chance that there's a heartbeat, forget it. I read a horror story last week of a woman who had twins. She had twins. She was pregnant. She was married. She wanted kids. She was thrilled to be pregnant, and she was delighted to find out that she had twins until she learned one of them had died in the womb. And they needed to do an abortion to get that one dead fetus out of her womb so that the other one could survive because the dead one could kill the other one. And she had a hard time doing it. Really? This is how we protect children? Did they do anything about the states that have a high infant mortality rate? No. These are babies that are wanted, that are, that are born, and they die. Why? Well, maybe a lack of uh, prenatal care. You know, that costs money. Republicans are trying to defund Planned Parenthood that offers services like that to women. Wake up. Wake up, Republicans. If you support conservative candidates in Congress and at your state level, ask them what the hell they're doing. They're trying to prevent women from having abortions only so that, you know, in Mississippi, there's a pretty darn good chance that that infant is going to die when it's born because they have such horrible health care. And if you'll bother to look, I know a lot of my listeners already know this, but I know that there's some of you who don't. If you look it up, you'll see that most of the states in the United States of America that have high infant mortality rates are states run by the Republicans. So ask yourself, really, how precious is life and how concerned are you really about protecting children? Because when you go after the moms to prevent abortion and ignore the fact that a lot of babies are being born and they have a high infant mortality rate, what are you doing? Why don't you do something about the babies that are already here, that are born? Protect them. Work on other things later. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense to me. And of course, <laughs> there's Republicans that are writing legislation to give the death penalty to women who get an abortion. So apparently that isn't life. What, it, what is the definition of life to these Republicans? I wish the media would ask them and make them answer the question. And then you send them off to school. You know, they survive the birth process, live, you know, a few years, five years old, go to, go to preschool, go to kindergarten. And then they get shot dead 
but we're not going to do anything about guns. It doesn't make sense to me. It's just, in, it's insanity. It's just insanity. Other countries think that the United States has completely lost its mind because <laughs> we have all of these things that are obvious problems that need to be addressed and we ignore them and go after other things like drag queens. When was the last time a drag queen killed a child? I don't know. You know, a lot of parents don't even understand what the drag queen reading thing is all about. Those things are usually held at a library. And you've got somebody dressed up in a crazy costume, which the kids love. It's kind of like, I don't know, going to the circus and seeing a clown, although some clowns scare kids. Clowns can be scary to kids. Drag queens are usually happy, friendly, fun. And the parents are usually there with the kids. So the drag queens aren't showing them anything inappropriate. They're not discussing anything inappropriate. They're not trying to groom the children. They're sitting there reading a book. And you know what? Little kids don't care who it is reading the book to them. They just like being read to. They like hearing the stories. And if the person doing it is interesting and fun, kids love it. So anyway, now there are six families who will be home tonight and they're going to be missing a family member, a family member they will never see again because of guns. This woman apparently had two assault rifles with her, two. No one in the United States needs an assault rifle. For any reason, you don't need it. If you want to have an assault rifle, join the military. And those families are all going to face funeral costs now. Funerals are $10,000. Maybe more than that now. That's the last... Uh, funeral that I'm aware of was my father's in 2008. I think it was around 10,000 something plus. And his funeral was not a big spectacle because he specifically said he did not want a big deal. He didn't want an open casket. He didn't want people coming in, crying, making a big ordeal. He said, keep it short. Keep it sweet and simple and let people get back to their lives. I don't want them to spend a lot of time feeling bad that I'm not here anymore. And that's exactly what we did because that's what dad wanted. But we had the opportunity to talk to dad ahead of time. These people probably didn't make plans like that for their kids going to school today. or for their family members who worked at the school. Anyway, America 
Don't tell me that we're the greatest nation in the world when we allow this to happen day after day after day after day. And we have allowed money to completely corrupt our politics thanks to a Supreme Court that's been out of control, I think, for a long time now. Something's going to have to change. What's it going to take? Well, this member of the exhausted and very sad majority is going to sign off for the day because I'm pretty mentally worn out. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, can't believe it. As if we didn't have enough problems, we have to deal with another mass shooting. And there'll be more coming. They're not, they're not done. There'll be, there'll be more. 128 mass murders in the United States this year, and we're not even finished with March yet. Pathetic. And all of those mass murders, every one of them, all 128 mass murders are brought to you and sponsored by the Republican Party. Try to have a good evening and a good day, unless you have other plans. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at Federal Andy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Mm-hmm.